Hello everyone and welcome to the Circular Thinking Podcast. In this podcast I dive deep into conversations with change makers within the circular economy. This first season focuses on circular fashion, where I interview various key persons where we discuss important topics such as what is sustainability, how is the fashion industry adapting to sustainability and circularity and how can we move forward. In this series I speak to CEO and founders of new circular startups within fashion and textile, consultants helping big fashion brands like Hugo Boss and Salando, and with the Berlin Fashion Week hub Neonit. My name is Marcus, I am the creator and founder of the art collective Mesomats. We are an art collective reusing vintage denim in collaboration with contemporary artists. Let's start the show! Today I speak to Hannah Krominga, founder and CEO of the fashion startup Silfer. Silfer was crowdfunded through Kickstarter, where their first collection is now getting ready for customers. We get to hear her definition of the term sustainability, about her design thinking process, how success will look like in the 21st century, and drawing inspiration from nature. Welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Of course. How, how are you today? I am excited, a bit tired, um, and looking forward to having this conversation. Often doing podcasts or interviews actually helps me reflect on where I'm at in my yeah. thinking process. So I look forward to, to having this talk with you. Very nice. Now we're, in the, we're at the official office. Here in uh, in Kreuzberg, Um and we're sitting in the in the kitchen right now, not to disturb the employees, which is which is good. Yeah, we have, we have the room for ourselves for a little bit. <laughs> Let's hope they don't come in and try and make coffees. Yeah, no more coffees. Um, so, first of all, can you tell me a little bit about your background? Of course, my background is in startups. I studied business and finance in London and then I started working in software startups when I was still quite young. At the age of 23, I had my first full-time job in a newly founded software startup and I was very excited about this job because it made me feel like, you know, I've, I'd sort of hit an industry where innovation and creativity but also like doing something that had an impact came together mm. and um, yeah since then I've just always worked in this industry so I went um, through three different software startups and then worked for a small impact accelerator in London and started doing strategic consulting as well and researching so far. So yeah, how, how did you get into this circular mindset more and into sustainability? When I started researching Silver, which is now three years ago, I didn't think, oh, I'm going to do a circular economy startup. No. Um, I Because my background is in startups, I went through a school of um, iterative design thinking mm. and I approached it very much, or the you know the company formation and the value pro proposition very much from investigating user needs um, and 
making assumptions from that and then validating them. And really the circular economy startup that Silfa now is, is something that has come out of this iterative validation process. Hmm. Um, so in the beginning, really my hypothesis was just why do so many people say they want to consume sustainable fashion, but they don't. And I just looked at trying to understand this problem better and what solutions are out there, why they don't work. And um, yeah, and that's how I ended up here today. Can you describe a little bit more about this iterative process, um, design thinking? I think it's a really interesting concept and how, how do you go about when doing the sure. process? So the general process is that you build a hypothesis Mm -hmm. um, you can do interviews or workshops to generate these hypotheses mm -hmm. um, and then you do tests to validate them and you try and understand if there's an opportunity in the market and a business model around it as well mm -hmm. um, and it, it, the, the overarching concept is that you constantly learn based on what people actually need so you don't build a solution into thin air yet always really close to the customer's requirements um, and this uh, design thinking school is applied a lot in software so yeah. I think my background in software ha helped me apply this mindset mm. also to fashion. Was this something you already was introduced to in business school or was it more in the startup culture? To learn I think from? more the startup culture. I can't remember if we did anything on design thinking in business school. I don't think so. Yeah. Maybe there were courses available, but I didn't know that I should take them. Hmm. Well, that's really um, that's really cool. Um, what would you say? Sustainability is a word that gets used a lot today, and it has it means it can it means very much, and it's not so defined. And that's why I think question is interesting. What does it mean to you? The word sustainability. Well, I feel like sustainability as a term is definitely overused yeah. and it's sort of washed down mm. by how much it's used basically everyone now brands themselves with something sustainable and for the consumer it's getting harder and harder to understand what that actually means and f I feel the same you know I'm mm. not like outside of this issue um to me sustainability is not a very tangible um term either yeah. but i can talk to you about how we look at sustainable fashion at silfa we um very much look at the value chain of the products that we make so for us it's always a combination of how things are made how they're used and then how they are disposed of mm. um, and at every stage of the product's life cycle try and um, create a minimum amount of waste uh, have a minimum amount of um, you know other sort of like carbon emissions mm. etc um, so be energy efficient um, and then also um, make the most of the usage of the products that we create. So mm. trying to really look at all aspects of the product's life cycle that 
to us and and minimizing the environmental impact i think that's how we define sustainability mm. should we use other words or should we not use that word in order to mm. it's a good question I know, I yeah, know, I mean, yeah. I'm I'm more excited about the word circular for sure yeah. than sustainable. Yeah. Um, to me, circular fashion is really the next stage or the next frontier of sustainable fashion. Yeah. Um, so I feel like we are at this point where we are evolving mm. with the concept of sustainable fashion. Um, it's a bit more uh, defined in a way. To say circular, yeah. you understand. Okay, you understand the process. Sustainability can be something. Yeah, it actually means something. Sustainability. Like, there's so many steps in the supply chain, also, and yeah. there are so many. Such a broad topic in general. I guess the way I, now that we've been talking about it for a little bit, the way I would define sustainability hmm. as a term is actually that in in the process of consuming of making and consuming a product there's some potentially negligible aspect that um, is looking at how to impact the environment and the people involved um, in you know a less harmful way yeah so for me using the term sustainability is just it indicates that there has been some level of consideration of impact. Yeah. I think that's what sustainability means to me. But, yeah. you know, the spectrum of consideration is very broad. And I think yeah. that's where the term is failing us. How would you describe the, the current state of fashion and also in relation to sustainable fashion? I think sustainable fashion is still in the early stages of development, but we will see even more of a mainstream approach over the next years. I mean, all the big fast fashion brands are now proclaiming that they will turn green. Mm -hmm. um, and the reason why they're doing this, and I, I'm actually sure that they will do it, mm. it's just a matter of time. Uh, the reason is that fashion is just one of the worst industries we have globally. And I think as a global society, we're getting to the stage where we just know that we cannot survive on the planet if we keep going the way we have been. So, yeah. so the global fashion industry is something like three times as polluting as global aviation. Hmm. Um, so I think it's one of the consumer-facing industries that really is the worst, you know? Yeah. Like, we really need rapid change yeah. um, just to avoid the outcome of um, catastrophic climate change. And yeah. I think that's just where we're at. And in terms of the actual adaptation of the industry, I think it's tricky because fashion is such an infrastructure-heavy industry and we have these really dispersed global supply chains. So for the big fashion industries, uh, for the big fashion players to actually adapt, it will take probably a decade or so, mm -hmm. um, which is daunting, but at the same time exciting for new companies like Silver to really drive 
um, change and make an impact. And that's also why I am working on this and why I'm excited about hmm. uh, the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Can you tell me a little bit about the the process of because Silver is in the you've gone from the the research stage started three years ago. Now you're um, you are are you you've started the process. You haven't have you so, you've sold certain small amounts of clothing, um, but you're still very much a, a startup beginning. Mm -hmm. How is the How how is the process of of starting a sustainable brand and sort of what strategies have you what have you learned during the way and and how do you look forward to developing your brand? Mm, I mean, yeah, this the state we're in now is that we um, launched the fir our first own circular products, which is um, a suit and a sweater. Mm -hmm. Uh, through a Kickstarter campaign and the campaign ran in June, July. So we um, we are actually now delivering. We have had the first shipment from the production company this morning, actually. Mm -hmm. um, so we're almost sold out on the, on the first batch that we've produced. Wow. Uh, we didn't just sell through the Kickstarter, but also continued with pre-sales. And... Um, Yeah, so now it's all about shipping the first batch to customers um, and developing the proposition further and working on the product roadmap for next year. And um, I also want to expand on the services that we offer to really go deeper into the circular economy business mm. model that I'm keen to develop. I think it's not just about, you know, making products more like producing products in a more sustainable way and then um, recycle, recycling them. Um, I think it's much more um, that can be done in terms of disrupting the business model of fashion. Mm. Um, yeah, so, I'm, so just as an example, we are never doing sale. We do a pre-sale instead. So when you offer, uh, when you buy clothes uh, four to eight weeks in advance, Mm -hmm. You get 30% discount for waiting and then that helps us better calculate production and the sizes that we produce, etc. to avoid overproduction. Yeah. So just this as an example of how we are really turning the business model of fashion around. Yeah. Interesting. Can you tell me more about the, and everything from the how do, you, how do you source the right materials in these uh, work suits that, I, uh, that are your first and also how... How does your business model look like right now, in a, or in a in a broader sense? How does it? Because you also have services, you have repair yeah. programs, and so uh -huh. on. Um, so the material sourcing, um, we are actually doing in collaboration with an agency here in Berlin called Circular Fashion, which have a material database for very sustainable <laughs> um, products, and. Um, parts that you can use um, so we we use them but we also source some things ourselves mm -hmm. um, in the process of constructing the workwear suit and the sweater um, and the sweater material we actually produced exclusively for this first um, launch with um, a textile company in Portugal who made this micromodal um, sweater material 
for us. Um, yes. what, what is that? Micromodal is Micromodal is made from beech wood. Okay, modal, um, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Is um, it similar to the ten, tensile fabric, which is the... Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, it's also made from wood pulp. Um, yeah. And, yeah, so, you know, we sort of went through circular fashion and some of our own research, and we actually developed a new fabric for the sweater ourselves. Um, so, for us, it was always a combination of doing cutting edge design and really functional design and use materials that our customers would love, but also trying to use the most advanced technology in, uh, you know, fabric production and um, using other compartments like, you know, buttons made of nuts and um, no polyester yarn but tensile yarn you know like all these mm. details sort of had to come together and it's always been this sort of you know weighing off design versus sustainable mm. um, products um, in this process and I think we've created an amazing outcome because the suit is basically biodegradable um, it's only that we have a little bit of elastane in the main uh, fabric, but that is accepted by our recycler, mm. um, and it's just things like uh, the interfacing in the suit, for example, is biodegradable, and we found it literally a few weeks before we started production because the R and D on the material innovation mm. is also sort of you know catching up, and they this company that does the inf interfacing had just launched this new biodegradable interfacing. So we like, you know, mm. got it into our product straight away. So yeah, I, I think that's been a very exciting path, trying to find the best materials, etc. Um, and our aim is definitely to go further into making everything biodegradable in the future. Um, and be as cutting edge as possible on the material mm. side. Um, and for and your second question was around our business model. So uh, the business model, as it stands right now, is that we look at um, three aspects. We sell the products, but then we also sell um, usage services. So our aim is to make a sustainable lifestyle when it comes to fashion super easy and convenient for our customers and that is why we allow them to send us anything back for repairs redies and uh, also for then the third aspect in the pr products life cycle which is um, recycling mm. and um, for now it's just offered with a 24-month service guarantee so we don't directly monetize the services but we are definitely looking into doing that in the future. So in January, February 2020, we're going to start testing out other services and we'll mm. more deeply integrate them into offering. And um, yeah, I think Silver in one or two years will be a company that is has a structure that, you know, no one is doing yet because we won't just be a fashion label. We will actually be as a wardrobe solution. Hmm. Do, do you think that we will move more from products to services um, 
also in the fashion industry. And the, the will the new business model will be more diverse. So you will have upgradability, repair options and so on. Yeah, I mean, you already see that the resale um, market mm -hmm. has been growing like more than 20 times faster yeah. than the, the normal fashion market. So I think you definitely have an indication that we're going into this direction. Mm -hmm. um, and I think there's a lot of new exciting business models out there, but they are still in the early stages of mm -hmm. development. But I, I personally believe that when you bring this, you know, sort of trend of reuse, And um, together with technology, you can create very exciting new ways of consumption. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's super, super, super interesting. Um, in terms of the, the linear economy that, that we have today, which is most prominent, um, also in the fashion industry and in the, the, the world that we live in, do you believe that also the circular economy can compete with the linear economy and maybe you have any examples of brands companies that are that are actually um, showing that they can also make a profit. I think that definitely circular economy solutions can compete with the linear, linear economy. Um, I don't think that the majority of consumers are at a stage where they are adopting circular products and services yet. Mm. But as with any product and service development, you always have innovators and early adopters and then, you know, it grows into a trend. Yeah. And I really believe that the circular economy is a trend that is here to stay. Mm. And we will see a transformation of all consumer goods into this direction with the intensification of climate change and these sort of, you know, related matters moving mm. more into the mainstream agenda mm. yeah so I think that's converging and all, actually yeah. over the next decade or two decades probably yes and in terms of um, sort of how do you define a company's success the old way of defining a company's success compared to maybe how how would you define a company's success and success is an interesting concept uh, I think The way I would define success for Silver would be the reach of our solution. Mm. I think our um, mission is really to reach as many people as possible and transform the way they consume fashion. Mm. So I would define success through reach, not necessarily through profitability. Um, I could also see us being integrated into some bigger company at some point But it's really about the transformation that we bring um, that I would define as success. And the more people we can reach with this, the better. Um, And by reach, you mean sort of also changing behavioral thinking. Exactly, 100%. So for me, anything that is, you know, turns, I would say, for consumer solutions in the 21st century, Success is really going to be all about transforming behavior into a circular model, which means that, you know, it's, we become self-sustainable on the planet. Mm. We don't, you know, use, use up more resources than we give back, you know. Um, I think that to me is really what 
mm. uh, circu- the circular economy is about. It's about redesigning our consumer products in a way where they work more like things that are consumed in nature, you know, where... Yeah, um, M- mimicking that. Yeah, it's, a, it's about mimic- mimicking that. And the more... And the what, what I was going to say is the successful consumer solutions in the 21st century will follow this design process that nature provides us, which is circularity. And these solutions will inspire a mass market to adopt it. And in that way, provide an opportunity to humankind to actually live a sustainable lifestyle. I thought it was interesting when you spoke about your Kickstarter campaign because you said it went it went really well and also could you tell me a little bit about what what were the main sort of insights when speaking to customers about what are their perspective on sustainable fashion and mm-hmm. what were the biggest barriers there for them to go and, and buy um, a sustainable fabric compared to a non-sustainable mm-hmm. and yeah and can you tell me a little bit about that insights I think from from the consumer's perspective sustainability is also an empty term Hmm. if you look at what what people actually buy and you start really digging into that you quite quickly realize that the value for people is often in other things um, related to a sustainable lifestyle so I would say the typical silver customer actually wants to simplify their life and have sort of a positive attitude towards their everyday routine by owning less, you know, Mm. it's sort of maybe also in line with the minimalist movement and Mm. mindfulness. Mm. I think those kinds of things, they come into play here as well. Um, And then it's about... Yeah, it's, it's really, you can go down to people's everyday lives. They don't wake up and they're like, oh, I want to have a sustainable day. They wake up and they're like, oh, I feel heavy with all the thoughts of, you know, things I have to worry about and take care of. And if I wake up and I can just put something on that makes me feel good and comfortable and I look good in and I identify with, mm. then that is... Uh, liberating and enriching experience and that is what people want did you have any companies or brands that you sort of that you look up to in terms of building your own brand I do admire of course the big um, innovative labels in the US like Reformation or Everlane Um, there's also one t-shirt company called four days which I always check in with and see sort of where they're at because they are still in the early stages of building their business as well. Um, But then I think for me, there's always this aspect of technology I want to come back to as well because maybe it's Mm. just the um, industry that I grew up in. Um, So solutions like Stitch Fix I find amazing because there's just such an, you know, up... What is, what is Stitch Fix? Stitch, Stitch Fix is um, 
essentially an algorithm that learns what clothes you like and sends you a, a box with styles that will fit your mm-hmm. um, preferences. Interesting. It's very big in the US. You okay. should check it out. It's huge. So I admire um, anyone who's been able to create in this incredible reach mm. and also use cutting-edge technology. Um, I think that is amazing. And then I, you know how I mentioned being inspired by nature and how things are designed in nature, like that for me is actually the biggest inspiration. Mm. I could just think about, don't know, you know, how an avocado grows. It's just like from a design perspective, it's incredible Mm. Um, because it's, you know, it sort of takes carbon out of the air um, to grow uh, you know, to, to grow a piece of a, a piece of avocado that then um, can feed people, but then also from the um, uh, the stone inside you can grow a new tree, and um, the peel of the avocado will nourish the soil for the next mm. you know harvest, and it's just an incredible. Yes, from a design thinking perspective. From a design thinking perspective, this is just amazing. Yeah. And I actually think like nature is the biggest inspiration uh, we can use to understand how to create um, a sustaining lifestyle on this planet. The vision of, uh, of the, the fashion industry, how, how, how will it look like in 10 years? Uh, and how how do you want where do you want to Silver to be in, in ten years? I want Silver to be the go-to circular wardrobe solution. Um, I want it to be quite technical with an app that where you can manage anything that concerns your wardrobe. Mm, and I want. Um, mm. yes. I think there has yeah. to be a lot of innovation on the material side and also on the way we recycle clothing. I think there has to be a lot of innovation in R&D on mm. those two ends, yeah. which I think will come and I'm very excited about. Mm. Um, and I see Silfa sort of sitting in the middle of those two and providing uh, the go-to solution um, for, you know, the using these new innovative materials to create uh, really amazing products, but then also help customers maintain them and dispose of them in the right way so sort of be the the management solution in between creation of um fabrics and the dis and the dismantling and reuse of them okay sounds sounds very very interesting i'm interested to hear about how it goes for the future thank you (laughs) and uh, thank you for being a part of the podcast yeah thanks so much for having me and uh yeah of course and uh, for the next time i hope you invite me again in the future to see where you are we can speak in 10 years <laughs> we speak in 10 years okay super if you want to read more about the podcast you can find more info on mesonmats.com slash circular thinking podcast and you can follow us on instagram at mesonmats all the links can be found in the description please let me know what you think subscribe and leave a review and thank you so much for listening